Welcome to the Intimate Inspirations Podcast. I am Michelle Blumentritt, and I cannot wait to share with women, no matter what your phase of life, a longtime passion of mine to help you find your beautiful. Hi, and welcome back to Intimate Inspirations. So glad to have you all here with me today, and I'm actually super excited because today is my first ever episode with a guest today, and not only is it a guest, but it is a very special guest and a friend of mine of a very long time, so I'm super excited. This is a very special day for me. I have with me today here a friend who is uh, very near and dear to my heart, and her name is Janie Copley. She's been a part of my life for many, many years, and I am just super excited about having her here and all that she has to say and offer on my topic of being a mentor and um, having a mentor in your life. Janie, welcome, and thanks so much for agreeing to come onto my podcast today. I'm excited to be here. I am going to just go and let you actually give my listeners a little bit more about yourself and a little background on who you are and a little bit about yourself. And then I'm going to go into how we met and how long we've known one another. Okay. Um, I am a wife of 50 years, just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. I have four daughters, 11 grandchildren, and we just moved back to Arizona from Colorado five years ago. And let's see, you wanted what my interests are. I do pool aerobics. I read a lot different historical novels, um, things on walking with the Lord. Uh, my husband and I in the past have done a lot of canoeing and hiking, biking, that type of thing. So we're pretty active. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 11 grandkids. Yes. When you say that out loud, it <laughs> sounds crazy. I know. We don't right? talk about that even though I'm around them and all of the things. That's funny. I That's know. a lot. It and is. didn't know that you canoed. I mean, I guess I knew that you did, but didn't know that you did that yes. back in Colorado. Yes. And we have, we've only done it once here. Uh, but Byron keeps saying we need to get back to it. So we will. Do you have canoes or do you? We have one. Oh yes. my gosh. Mm -hmm. How did I not know that? I don't know. It's sitting in my driveway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I'm learning things today too. <laughs> so I just wanted to go into, I'm again, thank you for being here with of me. Of course. And I want to go into a little bit of a background of how Janie and I met and know each other. And we were just talking before the show on how long it's been. And we both think at least 36 years, possibly 38 years. So she came into my life actually back from what we remember of her coming into my life was from her daughter who was and became a best friend of mine in my childhood when I was around 12. Mm -hmm. And that's her oldest daughter. Yes. And we just 
obviously then Janie and I's relationship was much different than (laughs) our relationship now because I think back obviously back then you were my best friend's mom which takes a whole different role Mm -hmm. than being who you are today in my life which is why I have you here Mm -hmm. so um, that is how we met Um, we had she was not only my best friend's mom but she was our camp counselor starting in junior high seventh grade okay so back that long ago when we were 12 I did and, that one year and okay. realized junior high wasn't for me. Okay. So I advanced to senior high. I hope high. that wasn't a reflection <laughs> of us. No, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, that was, you were a junior, you started as a junior high leader mm-hmm. and then became our high school leader and right. kind of followed us all the way through up until when I graduated from mm-hmm. high school. And then we became close as um, you know, in my college years and mm-hmm. I became close friends with your other daughters as well. Yes. And, and we, you became a high school leader. Yes. And, oh, yes. And we yeah. worked together yes. in that capacity. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I did junior high. Did you do junior high when I was doing it or did you do oh, high school? okay. Because I, I was doing junior high. right. You did junior high. I was high school yep. still. So yeah. we were still at the same church and all right. that. It's been a long time and a long journey. And then I think I'm trying to remember the timeline because there were, we did have a time where we didn't grow apart because we were still, I was still close to your daughters mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew we were keeping in touch, just not to the capacity that we are to today. Right. So I think... Going. And that, I think that had to do with us moving to Colorado, my husband and I, and we were there for 13 years Yep. and just came back to Arizona five years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think we went there one time, two mm-hmm. times, I think just once we I came and visited once. you, the girls. So that is, I, I think the reason that I obviously talked to you when this all came to mind um, was because I really try, as you know, in my podcast to be sensitive to the Lord's leading and what he wants me to speak on and the things that I feel led by the Holy Spirit to talk about. And again, by no means am I an expert or you, I am sure, in any of these, (laughs) but... Um, just experiences, right? And things right. we've gone through and been through and what we can um, say that the Lord has done through all the, the experiences that we've had. And so, of course, when I thought of doing a topic of being a mentor and having a mentor, you were the first person that came to my mind based on how we came to be and how you played that role in my life. And when you came in and what that meant for me and the timing and all of that. So we're going to go into that a little bit. I just want to talk um, to you about how when you, that initially when the thought came up of bringing, you came back to Mm -hmm. Phoenix from uh, Colorado 
and decided at some point that you wanted to come, you know, you wanted to have us girls come and be a part of a weekend or a night or a day. And I'm sure you didn't really know what that looked like initially. I'm assuming the Lord laid it on your heart to reach out. And so I want to just go into that a little bit about how that came about for you, what that looked like when you decided to have us come up for the first time. And I was trying to think of the timeline of that as well, how long and how many years well, we've this been year doing will that. Be, I think it will be the fifth. Or will it be the six? I don't know. That's what I was trying to think. I couldn't remember. Five or six. So yes, I think it's been at least five. Um, and so that obviously was something that you felt laid on your heart mm-hmm. to do. And I just wanted you to give a little background when that came up and how did that come about for you? Okay. Um, I have always had a heart for young women as I have gotten older and moving from Colorado back to Arizona, I remember I was praying, Lord, you know, I have a heart for young women, but I don't know anybody in Prescott. And it was almost immediately the Holy Spirit said, you already have a group. And I was like, Michelle, Bethany, Rebecca, Kristen, Lord, that's too easy. (laughs) but it was exactly what I wanted. Um, How did I feel? When I first thought of approaching the four of you, well, one of them is my second daughter, so she's pretty easy. (laughs) But um, I was fearful because the questions came. uh, I've been gone for 13 years. Not a lot of communication, some, but not a lot, mostly with you. Um, and so I thought, what are these young women going to think of me wanting to be back in their lives after so many years? What is she thinking? What does she want? Mm -hmm. And so I had trepidation Mm -hmm. and I was just thrilled with the response that I got from all of you when I approached each one of you and asked, would you be interested in starting um, coming up for a weekend, a getaway weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, We call it the DSBC Dolls Mm -hmm. because I call all of my, the special women in my life, the young women, my daughters and these women, the dolls. Mm -hmm. And uh, DSBC is from the church that we started at. So um, the response was overwhelming to me that you were all very excited about that possibility of getting together. Mm-hmm. What were your expectations of the week? Like, what did you envision that weekend to look like? Um, I wanted it to be very much like a Hallmark weekend. <laughs> you did a good job. <laughs> uh, where we just all get back together again, mm-hmm. reconnect after all these years, mm-hmm. and find out where we're all at where are we spiritually? Where are we in our marriages? And I just felt like for me to be able to touch 
your lives again after so many years of watching you grow up as teenagers, of worrying over you as teenagers, as a youth leader. And I have told you all of you, if I would have known you were going to turn out so well, I wouldn't have worried so much. Um, I would have believed that God was answering my prayers. So uh, yeah, I really wanted it to be just a very warm, um, intimate time with each other, catching up and seeing, is this going to work? I love that you say we and see where we are with our marriages. Like your expectation was to pour into us, but to also to be able to have your thoughts and feelings and where you're at be Mm -hmm. also transparent for Mm -hmm. us, which was huge. It wasn't like you were simply just you know expecting us to come up and you know you were gonna you did serve and do everything but you also were open with us and very vulnerable as well which I love and I think was um, key when we talk about those things and mentorship because it puts us in a situation where we can feel like we can open up when you're willing to do that as well so and of course when you ask us to come up and be waited on hand and foot and be fed <laughs> and do nothing do literally nothing but just <laughs> hang out and sleep in and be fed breakfast in the morning by you and Byron and then have just an amazing relaxing time with no agenda if we mm-hmm. wanted to take a hike or a walk we could if we wanted to stay in our pjs all day which we did mm-hmm. most of the times <laughs> and just talking and relating to each other and each other's lives and it that is what it was about for us so i think opening up i mean of course we were willing to come up there and initially but once we got up there and you were willing to just open up with us as well and be able to share your experiences your struggles Mm -hmm. your the things that were going on currently in your life to help us to feel that I think is what brought us back each Mm -hmm. time because you were willing to be just as vulnerable as we were coming up there after not having spent time with you in however many years. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I love to do on my podcast, because I feel like it sometimes gives perspective, it helps people to to see things when I'm when I'm going through a specific topic, I like to give definitions. So I wrote down the definition um, that I found of a mentor, and it says an experienced and trusted advisor. And I think as a mentor, you never probably feel like that necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I think that we all need that. We all, it's something that is valuable in our life. And I think that is something that for us, coming up there and having that in our life and having you be that wasn't probably what you necessarily expected or you weren't a hundred percent sure what to expect from Mm -hmm. that but you allowed God to just work in us and work through you to lead that weekend and what it was going to go like what it was going to look like so I appreciate that um, and I think that is what set 
the tone for the rest of not just those weekends, but our relationship mm-hmm. and what it built um, and the time that followed. And we'll go into that as mm-hmm. things carried on. Why do you think that is it's important for both men and women? We talk a lot on my podcast about women, but I think we also it's important for husbands um, to also have mentors in their life. So why do you feel like it's important for women and men both? And is there any scripture that comes to mind to share with us pertaining to mentorship? Mm-hmm. Part of the reason it's so important for me is because I always wanted a mentor who would be there for me no matter what, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <clears throat> and I had I had friends, but they were always very close in age to me. I had one friend in Colorado. She was six years older, so more wisdom, more experiences. But for me, I always felt like I didn't have that second mom that I wanted to have to just... You know, there are just some things you don't talk to your mom about sometimes. And to have a second mom just to bounce things off of and and be praying for you. And I, um, my friends were amazing, very godly women. They helped me through a lot. But when I thought of your generation, my daughter's generation, I wanted them to have someone that they knew would be there that they could count on, that they would know if I call, if I call Janie, I know she'll pray for me. I know she'll listen. Um, Just having that sounding board where um, young women feel safe Mm -hmm. and um, not judged, but encouraged to keep going in their walk with God. Mm -hmm. That is something I always desperately wanted and so I want to be able to pass on all that God has taught me as a wife, as a mother, as a Christian woman. And I have to say, even the things I look back on being a youth leader and my walk with God now is totally different than it was then. Back then, I would say it was very legalistic and um Now I look back and think, oh, if I would have had even a more intimate relationship with Christ, well, you turned out wonderfully. You all did. So (laughs) there we go. But now at this stage in my life, I want it to be more, more of that walk with God, more of understanding that nobody's marriage is perfect. Nobody's children are perfect. Nobody's job is perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. Mm -hmm. But to understand that as women who do know and love the Lord, he's always there. Mm -hmm. And it's, we're, we're not meant to give up. We're meant to um, bear each other's burdens Mm -hmm. through them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I think being, I, I, appreciate just you saying that we're not all perfect nobody's perfect there is no and I think we learn that you saying you know you look back you wish there were things that you could have done differently Mm -hmm. don't we all I Mm -hmm. think that's something that um 
we all learn over time with maturity and mm-hmm. growth in our relationship with God that there are so many things that you look at and wish maybe if I, you know, was done a little differently, but obviously the timing and mm-hmm. God's timing is perfect. Yes. And I think sometimes too, it's things aren't always received at the time of you know, when we may not have received things that way or understood Mm -hmm. at that time either. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what has transpired in our relationship since then and what we have become because of that. And I, I want to kind of talk on that a little bit because I know you had said that you felt like when you moved to Prescott and you felt like you just wanted to reach out to us for, And again, that was five, maybe five years ago. And as many of my listeners know, I went through both of my parents passing um, in 2021 and 2022. And so within just a few years of us beginning that mentorship, second mom, you know, role that you and I developed in the relationship that was way more intimate than it had you know ever been when we were just you were a mom and a camp leader and um I think obviously we know that God's timing was perfect in that because it was preparing us for you know what was to come with my me losing my mom and I think just the time I mean it wasn't within six months or a year of us having that relationship because it took time Mm -hmm. for us to have and build the relationship that we did. And Mm -hmm. over the time of us going up and having our time away with you where you were just pouring into us girls and being real with us and being honest and um, just under helping us to understand that struggles in life happen and it doesn't make us a bad person Mm -hmm. and we would laugh together but we would all always cry together Mm -hmm. at some point recognizing that we all have faults and that we all you know you look at people especially in today's society and I talk about this a lot on my podcast with social media everyone looks perfect people only post the perfect they only post where or they can do any kind of editing to their photo to make Mm -hmm. them look or be what they are or not (laughs) and so I I think it's hard I you know I feel for my kids and what you know watching thinking that everyone's perfect um and so I feel like when we spent the time together it was raw and real a lot of emotion and a lot of just uh, vulnerable is always the word that comes mm-hmm. to mind because it was all of us that felt that way. And at one point in time, there might be one person that was more vulnerable or more in a bad place or feeling like they were in a bad place at the moment and everybody else was rallying around or just all of us feeling like we needed something at different you know we never really had the same necessarily struggles but Mm -hmm. the same thoughts and feelings and all of that so I love that you say that you feel like you know things 
being a mentor means being real Mm -hmm. because in order to gain that trust from the people that you're mentoring, you really need to be real. Mm -hmm. You need to be yourself and not be somebody that appears to have it all together. And I think that's really key. And I hope that everyone listening hears that you don't have to have it all together in order to be that. And the Lord calls us to be mentors and to be mentees, which we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. But I think it's hard because you feel if you would have waited until you felt like the perfect person (laughs) to have us to come up and be able to be a part of our life. You wouldn't have come up yet. (laughs) So I think, I think that about myself and some of the things that, you know, in the people in my life and how I want to be what I think I should be before Mm. reaching out Mm. or asking them to go to lunch or because I don't want to be flawed which Mm. we are Mm -hmm. and those are the things and we just had this conversation prior to recording today about being real with people and having them understand and sometimes that's really what speaks to people more than somebody who is who has it all together or Mm -hmm. appears to have it all together because nobody does and so I think being a mentor is something that you don't always, first of all, you don't always intend to become that. It just happens, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, most times. And also, it's not something that you need to wait until everything feels perfect before doing so, um, because you never know where the Lord is going to take that relationship. Mm -hmm. Before I move on, because I want to go into being a mentee, do you have any other comments about being a mentor that you want to speak on? Well, there's one word that I did want to share, and that is confidentiality. Mm. When you're a mentor, that trust has to be there. And the people that you are mentoring need to know that what they're telling you is absolutely confidential. And God trained me even for that because I have worked in the medical field for several years and I worked in church offices for several years and I worked in a community mental health clinic for several years. And all of those jobs required what happens in this office stays in this office. Mm -hmm. And so that trained me very well mm-hmm. for being a mentor, for understanding that what these young women are sharing from their hearts is not meant for anybody else outside of this group. Mm. I'm so glad you said that because that is so true. And I think that what goes back to what you were saying about people feeling safe. And if we didn't feel safe in talking to you wondering who else might know we wouldn't be willing to be as vulnerable as we are and I think we feel that way when we're up there with each other too Mm -hmm. your example of being able to keep things confidential also helps us to feel respectful of that to one another Mm -hmm. and to you about not speaking to other people so I guess we could say what happens at Jamie's stays at Jamie's. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes. So I love that. Thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. So all that being said, um, although being a mentor is super important, and we talked about um, that being biblical as well, 
God also talks about being a mentee and having mentors in your life and what that looks like. And I think that this has been key for Dalen and I and that we have found with owning a business that being a mentee is actually been a very valuable tool for our tool belt as business owners. Mm -hmm. And we, I think as many things as we've learned as business owners, I mean, neither one of us prepared or really felt like we were prepared to be business owners, didn't go to school to be business owners. But I think one of the things that other people have said more than I could probably count on my hands when we'd speak to people about what would you give us as advice to do or what are some things that you feel like would be useful having mentors in the business or in similar situations Mm -hmm. is always something that people bring up and now of course it's something we say to many people about you know others starting businesses or you know in marriage having mentors and being a mentee and learning from others Mm -hmm. and their experiences because I mean why reinvent the wheel if someone's already been through something and they have valuable tools that they can give you to walk through that Mm -hmm. whether it be in your marriage in your with children as parents or whether it be in business why wouldn't you have those people in your life so that you can also learn from Mm -hmm. them the valuable lessons that they learned the hard way usually Mm -hmm. and I have a teacher from Bible college that used to always say, and I, it was one of those things back in college that got old and he used to say it all the time in every Bible class. And we were like, oh my gosh, (laughs) but now it's stuck. So now I know why he said it. And in the Bible in Acts 16, they talk about, um, God talks about, there's a story about Paul and Timothy and how Paul is Timothy's mentor and basically is teaching him and how important it is for Timothy to have Paul in his life and to be that mentee. And um, one of the things that I read in the notes, and I can't remember if it was actually in Acts 16, but it says that Paul intentionally chose Timothy to travel with him to help Timothy grow in his faith. Paul simply included Timothy in what he was already doing to help teach him. So he basically brought him along in his travels to learn from him. Did he need him there? I'm sure he was learning as well, but it was one of those things that he chose to do to bring him up. And so Timothy being a mentee, and so the teacher used to always say, who's your Paul and who's your Timothy? And I think his, I know his whole point in that was you need both in your life. You Mm -hmm. need to be a mentor and you need to have a mentor. And I think that it really stuck because you're pouring into people both ways, but in totally different um, capacities Mm -hmm. and, and the way that that looks. And so as we just went through what a, a mentor looks like, I, of course, have a definition also um, for a mentee, which is a person who is advised, trained, or counseled by a mentor. And so I wanted to go into what that looks like, um, since it is important to be both and have, you know, 
have a mentor, be a mentor. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about a mentor that you have had or still have in your life and how they have impacted you? And then how often did you or do you see them, talk to them? Well, it's interesting because just recently, I, well, when we moved back here five years ago, I got back in touch with a very dear, godly woman who I've always admired and um, found out that they have a second home up in Prescott. So they come up frequently up here. And it just occurred to me, and it was probably, I was probably thinking about this broadcast, but realizing the impact that that woman has had in my life, she is a mentor. And it's not something that we make appointments for. Uh, You know, let's get together so I can mentor you or you can mentor me. It's more, we are getting together, but every time we do, she is uh, so patient, so kind, so wise. She has her own business and has for years. And she loves Jesus and we actually just had dinner with them the other night and um, came to her and her husband asking um, business questions that we're looking at now for where we're at at our age and what would God have us do with where we're at. And wisdom just flowed out of her and her husband. They ask the right questions Mm -hmm. and it is always brought back to... um, God what is God doing and just it's brought back to God's word and them sharing what does God's word say Mm -hmm. and so encouraging to Mm -hmm. I mean finally open my eyes and realize there she is Mm -hmm. and she's been there for a Mm -hmm. while but I never put that I thought dear friend but no she's 10 years older than me and highly successful woman in every area of her life. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. Right. But yeah, an amazing woman. That's yeah. So awesome. sitting, knowing that you have someone that you can ask those questions mm-hmm. and they have the experience and their walk with God is what directs them. So I can trust that their answers are going to be directed by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and then I can go home and ponder, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, what does that mean for us? I think it's key to find, and we've talked about this too before, but just having the same things, the same values mm-hmm. and morals of the person that you are spending time with, the person yes. that you are taking advice from. There's such wisdom in that, and I think something that, takes time you know you always try to speak that into your kids young Mm -hmm. Um, you are who you hang out with and that's one of those things that um, I think if you are constantly around those people and you you know I tend to have a personality more so to think I can change people and I am the one who wants to be there so that I can help them and and encourage them which isn't a bad thing Mm -hmm. But I think there needs to be a balance where who are the people that you're really spending time with? Who Mm -hmm. are the people that you're hanging around? Who are the people that you are surrounding yourself with? And are those people 
the kind of people that have the same morals, the same values? Do they, just like you're saying, they look to their, for their answers to look, you know, to God for those versus trying to find worldly answers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's key, obviously, is to find those because you can easily find lots of people who want to give you a lot of advice Mm -hmm. about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's probably a few people in our lives that really have the wisdom that you just feel like you can take from them Mm -hmm. and learn. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's key in being a mentee and learning from people. What are some traits that you had, um, that you feel like you had to have as a mentee in order to benefit from all that they have to offer? So in other words, what are some things you feel like you have to do in order to receive someone mentoring you? Mm -hmm. Uh, A willingness to learn. Mm -hmm. A willingness to uh, be vulnerable enough to ask questions Mm -hmm. to be willing to share where um where i'm really at to be honest Mm -hmm. and really the key for me is listen more speak less that's a good one Mm -hmm. that's a hard one Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that though Yeah. yeah because i think if you feel like you have all the answers and you're talking over the person who's speaking wisdom into you, mm-hmm. then why are you there? What, you know? So I think that's, that is huge. Well, there is a verse that I memorized recently and it is be quick to hear, mm. slow to speak and slow to anger. And that even applies, even if you're with somebody that you trust and they share back you know, you're asking questions and they're giving you their wisdom and their experiences. It, there could be things that they say that could touch a raw spot, mm-hmm. you know, and like, well, I didn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But be quick to listen, mm-hmm. slow to speak, and mm-hmm. slow to anger. Mm-hmm. That's true. And being, just like you just said, I think if people are telling you things that might be hard to hear, that's exactly why they're in the place that they're in. But the, that's being able to receive that and take that and not get angry or yes. frustrated. Or that's why you're seeking that person's advice in the first place because you value them and respect them and what they have to offer. So I think that's something we all do. I think we, it's all very difficult, mm-hmm. um, to hear the, the hard things and it, it's probably easier to hang around people who don't give you those kinds of answers, but not always what we need. Right. And so that is, that's huge. Yes. Do you feel like it's just as important for men to have a mentor and be a mentor as it is for women? I do. I do think that men need to have th- men with the, the sa- like we talked earlier, mm-hmm. the same values, the same principles. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it going to look like what it looks like for women? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, they're not like us, mm-hmm. but they do need each other. Mm-hmm. And to have, it doesn't have to be a lot of men, and it doesn't have to be a lot of women for us, mm-hmm. but... 
to have those men that they can hang out with, be honest with, um, talk about the Lord with. Yes. Yes. Um, and I see that in Byron's life now more than in the past. I don't know if it has to do with age or, well, with age comes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I, it's always frustrated me because I wanted wisdom in my 30s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, but we all. you have to work kind of to get it. So, mm -hmm. but um, I am noticing for my experience with my husband is he does have that now. It means a lot to him and they talk about spiritual things mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's a very healthy, healthy balance for a man's life as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And different, of course. Yes. Um, but definitely just as valuable for them to go through things together and yes. see each other and, and be vulnerable to someone as well. I agree 100% with mm -hmm. that. I just wanted, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on um, as we kind of wrap up is just you and I and the, you know, how sometimes things, the, the roles even change sometimes and how that is very common in a mentorship. And I think not so much that us girls became mentors to you, but I think just you being willing and able to be vulnerable to us so many times has given us the freedom to feel, you know, to want to come alongside you mm -hmm. and with what just happened recently with Byron. Mm -hmm. And in the moment, um, you going through him being in the hospital and in Prescott, us four girls rallying in that moment where we need to be there and you accepting that and allowing us to be there for you mm -hmm. in those moments mm -hmm. versus you just always pouring in and being there for us and being the strong one. Mm -hmm. And I think I say this because personally, this is something for me that I think, again, I always try to be, to have it all together and to be the strong one if that's the role that I'm playing in that person's life, whether it be my kid's life, whether it be my employees' lives, whatever that looks like, I feel like, well, that's my role. I'm more of a leader in that position and I need mm -hmm. to stay that and it's professional. And yet sometimes like when my parents passed away and my life was turned upside down and it was okay for my employees and my children mm -hmm. and people that were close to me who I felt like I played a stronger mm -hmm. role in their life to see me at a vulnerable stage and to see to need them, to need them to come alongside me. So I think I say this to say how important it is to know that sometimes the, the roles change in a mentorship right. where you do need that person or those people in your life to maybe be there for you at some mm -hmm. point if you're their mentor and that's very possible that that could be happen do yes. you have anything to add to that yes um just well what michelle has alluded to is my husband nearly died in april um yeah he mm -hmm. it was they were not sure he was going to make it mm -hmm. and I somebody came and said there's somebody in the in the waiting room 
outside of the ICU, two young women, and I had no idea who it was. And come to find out, it was Michelle <laughs> and her daughter, Brenly. And just what that meant mm. to me and to Byron. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you are our daughter. Your daughters are our granddaughters. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that role reversal and just the reality of seeing you there mm -hmm. and being as emotionally involved in what was going on as we were mm -hmm. was such a blessing to us. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a reflection of the relationship that was built prior because so much was poured into us girls and my daughters saw how important it was for us for me to need that weekend and that time mm -hmm. away and what how rejuvenated I came back from those weekends and feeling like I could take on my week my month mm -hmm. um in fact, Brenly used to say, you're going there again. Are you sure you're doing this only once a year? It feels like you're going up there more. So we didn't feel that way. But I, I think that's, you know, it just, it felt like such a great moment for us to be up there. And I think you being what you were to us gave us that when you were in need, what do we need to do? Mm -hmm. Where do we be? She mm -hmm. was with me. And she loves to drive, and I was not in a place emotionally where I could drive, so she said, I will drive you up there. Mm -hmm. And it was, I don't think any of us questioned that whatsoever. I think all, right. all four of us girls felt that way oh, right. in that moment. Well, and, and I knew you were all praying. All mm -hmm. of you knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. And one, one of you actually cooked mm -hmm. and brought up food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she loves to cook, and her name is Kristen. Mm -hmm. And um, her love language, yes, sure. yes. And Bethany played a key role as well in that mm -hmm. because she is a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I remember you sought mm -hmm. uh, counsel from her when this was all going down, mm -hmm. and she uh, let you know this is serious. Mm -hmm. You need to go. Yep. So all of you were involved mm -hmm. and, and she bethany was sick at the time which is why she didn't get in the car with me because she's yeah. like i would go but i don't think they'd appreciate oh, that I'm like, definitely that's not right in this yeah. moment yeah. so yes but we spent a lot of hours on the phone with her yes in council yes about, and even letting her listen in on the nurse and mm -hmm. translating and i mean a big part it was it was just like i said i think there are moments when that happens in a relationship where the roles get reversed and that's okay. And mm -hmm. I think we all wanted to be that for you in that moment. And mm -hmm. so being willing to, when you're in a position of leadership or mentorship, to be willing to just accept that mm -hmm. from those that you've been mentoring for them to see you weak in a moment um, when you need them versus them needing you, I think is yes. really key to have people understand that that's okay. Yes. What would you say to our listeners today who would love to get involved in mentoring or have someone or maybe a group of people in mind that they would love to mentor or reach out to? Where would you tell them to begin? Pray. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
ask God what mm-hmm. what what should it look like mm-hmm. who should it be and take it from there mm-hmm. if he gives the go-ahead um, you're not going to want to make that phone call mm-hmm. because there is the feeling that um, you could be rejected <clears throat> and you know something that was very important for me in my mind was to make sure um, all of the dolls they all have had and have very strong relationships with their mothers mm-hmm. and I did not want in any way to step on that mm-hmm. that was not my purpose and to be um, just to understand that um, some some women will be open for it mm-hmm. some might not be um, yeah I think it's it really is a matter of prayer God, is this what you want me to do? If so, who have you chosen to be a part of this? And then overcome the fear and make the contacts. And no matter what, I mean, I think of the relationship that we had with you, and we talked about this being you being a leader. um, You know, there were a lot of things that you had to be a disciplinarian to us girls <laughs> many times we laugh about it we love to talk about it but I then you know you probably felt like that you know you were more of a disciplinarian and yes. a parent and what not to do and don't do this and there were rules mm-hmm. because you were following the rules of whatever the camp the church right and I just think that I could see where that would be hard reaching out, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years later when we're grown and not being sure how that's going to be received. And of course, we had had a relationship with you in between, but just feeling like we were able to be vulnerable with you after all of that, you know, in those moments, I don't think any of us girls ever thought anything of you being that way back when you were a leader we loved you (laughs) you were like still there one of us but I still think that um it for you having to reach out it was probably very intimidating and Mm -hmm. not being sure and so I my heart for having you on today and also speaking on this topic was because I feel like I want people to hear that if you are, um, A, really thinking that you would love, there's a group of people that are on your heart or even one person that you would just love to be able to spend time with and pour into, I would say, like you said, start praying and Mm -hmm. asking God to give you wisdom and timing because we were all very receptive and the timing Mm -hmm. was perfect and Mm -hmm. none of us felt like you were ever replacing our moms none of us ever Mm -hmm. even when my mom passed you were very respectful in that but it was and I didn't feel like you became my mom Mm -hmm. then you just became a friend who helped me to fill that void and so I would say that and also if you're feeling like you need someone in your life to mentor you that I would encourage um, my listeners to definitely seek um, just I would start with prayer in that Mm -hmm. because it's hard obviously 
to find someone you trust and someone you're willing to open up to. And Mm -hmm. that's not something you can just find overnight. So it might be someone that's already in their life um, and they don't know it yet, but I would start praying that the Lord will bring that person to mind that can mentor them Mm -hmm. because being a mentor and being a mentee is both biblical and necessary in our lives. And that's really what I want my listeners to hear. Yes. Do you have anything to add? Two things. Okay. One is the verse in Titus, Titus two verses three through five admonishes the older women to teach the younger women. Mm. Yes. And the second thing is, I know I've mentioned, we have mentioned throughout this broadcast, three names of the dolls. Mm. And I do not want to leave out the fourth, which is Rebecca, Mm. my daughter, Mm. who um, has been a part of this group ever since high school Mm -hmm. when I was... Mm -hmm. Well, Rebecca and I became friends, friends when she yes. was a freshman. Yes. We started becoming close. Yes. I was a senior. Yes. Yeah. And then I was youth leader for high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rebecca is also a part of this very important group in my life, as well as my other daughters. But Rebecca is part of the dolls. Mm. So um, she's just... a good example of a mentor and a mentee and how that, I mean, her and I, relation, our relationship yes. started because of you know her and I kind of came in and was she had uh, she was a freshman when I was a senior Mm -hmm. and going through high school together I kind of took on that big sister role of helping her through high school um, until I wasn't in high school anymore and we just carried on that friendship and Mm -hmm. then obviously and she'll obviously be the first to tell you then that role was changed when I went through a breakup and she became what I needed in those moments and leading me, just constantly directing me to the Lord in those Mm -hmm. moments when I felt like very helpless. Mm -hmm. So I think all of that, I mean, the closeness and the years we've, all of our relationships have kind of changed over the years and evolved into what they are today, which is really cool and I'm sure over the next 10 to 15 20 years it's going to evolve into even different things yes so it's just kind of cool to see how that has come about and all because you listened to Mm. God's calling in a moment and decided to make the difficult phone call and let us into your life and be willing to serve us and love on us and we're super appreciative. I can speak for all of us when I say we are all super appreciative. And there was no doubt in my mind when the Lord brought this topic to mind that you would be the perfect person to come on and speak to others about any questions they had or anything they're thinking of being a mentor or a mentee. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being with me today and mm-hmm. being willing to be open and vulnerable. My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. I am super glad that you are all here and hope that everybody um, has some amazing takeaways from Jamie today. And remember, you are beautiful.